This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest, and encouragement for those of you who are on the journey with Jesus Christ like we are. My name is Sister Miriam James, once again back um, with you, and as always, my illustrious, lovely summertime, wintertime, falltime, springtime host, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim. Michelle and I just spent the weekend together, so I'm not going to let her talk yet. Heather, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well after you both abandoned me and went to Steubenville. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Michelle and I were having some banter back and forth on social media, which that was, was just, the best Facebook y'all. was just was so all in fun people in case you were worried all in fun we love each other i was so proud of these two at the um what is it called passion and purpose or passion well, it's power. power and purpose you power know i got purpose. the name wrong because i purpose, always I get know. name wrongs so yes <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway rumor on the street is you both rocked it so proud of you both and yeah it's good to see your faces this morning how are you michelle I am good. I am. Uh, it was great to be with sister this weekend. We yeah. did truly miss Heather. We felt we like we were missing a limb. You know, mm-hmm. th- mm-hmm. three core strand is not easily broken. And <laughs> we were just missing our other strands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good. Flying, doing an events, coming back to children that are on summer break. And a husband that went out of town the day after I got back takes a little bit of, yeah, maneuvering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my suitcase is still on the floor in the middle of my room. My um, house looks like a hot mess. My car is a wreck. Like, Sister Miriam would, like, shudder at my refrigerator right now. Like, she probably would go in cardiac arrest. You want me to come over and break your shelves for you? I'll do that. Baby, you need to do more than break my shelves. I need laundry. I need shelves. I need vacuuming. Like, I need you and your happy little nuns to come to my house. Um, So, yeah. But uh, tomorrow is the day I can put everything back in order. Like, uh it's just been full on since I got back, so I'm excited to put my house back in order. And but doing well. How about you, Heather? How are you? Well, I'm good. I already talked, Michelle. That's how on the ball she is this morning. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't really go into detail. <laughs> Sister. I'm glad I'm so feel- important. She was hanging on my every word. <laughs> Well, you said you were proud of us and all of that, but you didn't really say how you were doing. Good cover. I was hanging on your every word. You guys are killing me. If it makes you feel any better, Michelle, my suitcase, too, is still, it looks like it vomited in the middle of my room, and I have to repack it because I have to leave again tomorrow. So, my my room is the nun. I mean, I'm so type A, and it's just driving me crazy right now, but I'm sitting on my desk trying not to be overwhelmed with all the things I have to do before I have to leave again tomorrow. So, but it was fun. We went to Starbucks. We drove a, a Smurf Blue <laughs> Tucson. We <laughs> talked to people. We prayed with people. We missed Heather. It was it was all in a day's work. So, oh awesome. yes, and to the North Carolina ladies that gave us a Starbucks gift card, we love you. Thank you. Oh, We've yeah. already partaked, sister, and I thought that was the best gift. Thank you so we much. Just the gift that you know, just keep on sending those Starbucks gift cards if you feel the need <laughs> to bless us. <laughs> Forget about Patreon. Just like supply us with Starbucks. We'll do whatever you want. Like we come prayer and coffee also. will get you. Yeah, <laughs> every far, time. Every far. time. Yeah. Lots so of things, fair. y'all. Lots of yep. things. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> we do actually do have content today. I know it probably sounds surprising. So we're going to finish our series on the Pope, uh, the Pope's apostolic exhortation: "Rejoice and be glad." Or for all you Latin freaks, "Gaudete et exultate." So we're on the last section, which is chapters four and five, which are um, chapter four. 
Signs of Holiness in Today's World, and Chapter 5, Spiritual Combat, Vigilance, and Discernment. And we loved just the takeaway quote from our episode today. We loved the quote at the very end, the last, actually one of the last sentences at the very end of the entire exhortation, number 177, which Pope Francis exhorts us to do this. He says, let us ask the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us a fervent longing to be saints for God's greater glory, and let us encourage one another in this effort. In this way, we will share a happiness that the world will not be able to take from us. And I think we're all looking for that, a happiness which nothing can give and nothing can take away, which Jesus himself talks about. But let's talk a bit about chapter 4, Signs of Holiness in Today's World. And he has all kinds of subheadings in there, everything from perseverance, patience, and meekness, to joy and a sense of humor, um, to what else is in there. Several other things are in there. But where do you want to start, Michelle? What stood out to you? I'm looking at my highlighted boldness and passion. You're probably going to start there. But I'm looking at my highlighted uh, notes here. But Michelle, what for you, what stuck out for you, um, stuck out for you in chapter four, signs of today, signs of holiness in today's world? I did like the boldness and passion part, I I have to admit. But I really liked even the beginning of it, the perseverance, patience, and meekness, and like Mm -hmm. that these were attributes to help us, our virtues to help us become saints. And he, um, I love how he just picked right off where he left off with the Beatitudes and went into these things. And like when, I love how he started when betrayal and hostility happens, like when we are hurt, because that is going to be you know, a big part of this life on planet Earth is we get hurt. And how do we respond to this hurt? Like when he talks about do not do, um, do not repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good. When we get hurt, when our feelings get hurt, when um, we get betrayed, things like that. How do we respond? That we respond in perseverance, we respond in meekness. And I love that he addressed, like in 115, I love that he addressed that about social media, when people are nasty mm. on social media. Mm. Like, mm. I just do, the, there's one thing that drives me crazy is, you know, what I like to call, like, social media bullies, where oh, they yeah. will just be um, so negative to people and so dehumanizing to people mm-hmm. and uh, getting on their high holy horse or whatever horse they're riding. It doesn't need to be even a holy horse. But, and just to demean people. Like, you would never ever speak to people in person the way people speak to each other on social media and Mm -hmm. in my opinion god just doesn't like ugly and he just doesn't like that um Mm -hmm. it is just ridiculous to me and i almost think that you should be fined like Mm -hmm. it should be like fine like people should be fined for being slanderous on social media accounts you know with these little social media trolls um, that speak negatively of other people like they should be fined, and we should put it in a big old fund and either give it to homeless people or world hunger or something just something where it does not have to be um nasty and i mean just yeah that was one of my big things when um and he talks about at the very end like when we speak with an unguarded tongue (laughs) yeah Uh, he didn't hold back there he did not hold back from that and so i think it's a real issue yeah yeah that was one of my big things he said, uh, here we see how the unguarded tongue, set on fire by hell, sets all Woo! things in place. <laughs> yep. What number, what number is that? Uh, it's at the very end of 115. Yep. He does talk a lot, like, in other documents and just other, like, little homilies and stuff about um, gossip and slander and just how destructive it is. And I think, you know, there's a lot of things that we're on guard against as Christians in areas of sin, but this seems to be one that creeps into to every circle, you know, is um, 
the gossip and slander and just not speaking well of people. It's such a common struggle. And I love how he has talked before about just making small decisions, you know, and and this is what holiness really is, is being holy in the small things, making small decisions to not Mm -hmm. fall into those patterns, to be a witness of, of, um, of just like beautiful, beautiful speech, even with each other to build one another up instead of tearing each other down. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. words, I mean, we talk about that a lot. Words have power. Oh my gosh. And, you know, I think we can all remember words that were spoken over us in our lives, even when we were quite young. And we remember the power of words, even as adults. And so, yeah, definitely, once you say something, you can't unsay it. And it's, uh, it can be harsh. I, I was also noticing him speaking about uh, humility. On um, he begins to speak on humility. Well, as he's as he's talking about um, overcoming evil with good. But talk, number one eighteen, he talks mm-hmm. about humility taking root in the heart through humiliations, and not he's like he's saying not just dark situations from martyrdom, but he says one nineteen. He says, but about the daily humiliations of those who keep silent to save their families who prefer to praise others rather than to boast about themselves, or who choose the less welcome tasks at times, even choosing to bear an injustice so as to offer it for the Lord. And he said it doesn't mean walking around with your eyes lowered or not like being a doormat. But there are so many things in life, um, you know, that that really don't bear a response or that don't need to be, you know, I don't have to be right here. Just those things that happen in life that we can offer up to the Lord and um, offer that to him and just offer it for the grace of other people. And I, you know, just this weekend, just thinking of some things that just, I wish had wa- had gone differently and just was humbling, very humbling for me. And it was, it was good. It was good for me just to admit my own poverty and where I was trying to pose or I was trying to present a facade that wasn't true. And um, I don't know, those things that catch us often off guard, you know, where I can go to the Lord and say, yeah, I'm really, I'm really impoverished here and I, I am nothing without you and I need you. And he's just so gracious and kind there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, humility really can set us free. Like when mm-hmm. we when we don't make these like when we try to get rid of the poser, you know, and just yep. acknowledge who we really are, admit our own mm-hmm. weakness and need. Yeah, it opens us up to be free, free to accept grace, free to grow, um, free to be real. And mm-hmm. and I think there's something so beautiful about that. That's something I admire the most in people that I love when they are able to be real in their weakness. It's so endearing to me. It actually draws me into them, like mm-hmm. closer to them when when they're free with their weaknesses. I loved um, in 125, he's talking about joy and a sense of humor. And I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and he says, hard times may come when the cross casts its shadow, yet nothing can destroy the supernatural joy that adapts and changes but always endures, even as a flicker of light born of our personal certainty that when everything is said and done, we are infinitely loved. Mm. And I, I don't know, I just love that part. And I thought, you know, hard times do come. And I, I've thought often about Pope Francis and his incredible joy. It's magnetic. You know, most people mm-hmm. will comment on his joy. And I thought he knows about so many horrible things that are happening in the world, oh, like gosh, globally yeah. within the church and even outside the church. Like he's just so aware of so many things. If I was in that position, I thought I would be so overwhelmed. There's no way I could have joy like that. So I always wonder, how does he maintain that joy? And it, it really is a sincere gift. And I think when we have a deep, deep trust and belief in the power of the cross and the resurrection, it opens us up to have hope in every circumstance because we can see that God brings life to dead places. He can change the most horrible circumstances into something beautiful. Um, but that's something we have to keep at the forefront of our mind, you know, to have joy in circumstances. What do you think, Michelle? 
I was thinking this past weekend when we were at the conference in Steubenville, Chris Pageant was our host. Oh, I was just going to talk about him, too. He was yeah. one of the most joyful people. But, I mean, he is stand-up comic material. Funny. So but funny. I forgot how good it was to, like, belly laugh, where your sides hurt and mm-hmm. you just can't even catch your next breath because you are laughing so hard. And I had three or four of the participants come up to me and say, okay, this was the perfect blend. Like, I laughed till tears were coming down my face. And then once again, I cried because the Holy Spirit was moving, you know, Mm -hmm. just that blend of having it's a both and. And I think um, when we life's serious enough. And so when we have those opportunities to just really belly laugh and really just experience Mm -hmm. joy or be joy to one another, that that is just such kingdom language, in my opinion, like that is Mm -hmm. such the kingdom of God. It's such it brings us very much to where we're childlike, where we can trust God, you know, um, as our father, because we can just delight in life and delight in the human condition and delight being human. So mm-hmm. sister, what were you thinking? Oh that's, oh, that's so true. And I, you know, I think it's St. Teresa of Avila who said, God save us from sad saints, you know? Yeah. And there's that, there's such a misunderstanding, I think in Catholicism, especially that sanctity is equated to really being morose or as Pope Francis would elegantly call it being a sourpuss. Um, but actually the, the greatest saints are very funny. They're very, you know, joyful and they each have a way of, you know, different a manifestation of that of joy. Say perhaps maybe it's different than say a, a flat out sense of humor, but people that are authentically holy are actually joyful and you feel edified being in their presence. And um, so I love that part. I'm glad that he talks about that because that is part of like the lead into the next sec- the next session of, of boldness and passion, you know, where that joy comes out and it's just a captivating thing, you know, and it, it goes against so much of other things, whether he talks about joy even going against consumerism and things like that. But the authentic joys is lived in communion, like the common life. Uh, it's just very important. And it's, it's always about the small things, really. Life is always inevitably about the smallest things. And the small things build up to be bigger things, you know. Mm-hmm. I love, too, how he's talking about allowing the Holy Spirit to prompt us out of complacency, you know, that it's so easy to just stay safe. It's so easy to stay mm. in our little circles, in our little bubble. Um, and that, and he, he points out, like, often that can become a place of sin and actually take us away from the presence of God because God and the Holy Spirit, like they're moving, you know, like God is always in motion, always active, always pouring out, always extending life. Um, and if we're not doing that and, and reflecting that, we're probably, you know, not on the same path as God. Like it's so easy to do that, to just become like, this is what I do. This is how I do it. And that's safe to me. And he's saying we need to be open to the Holy Spirit's prompting so that we don't aren't paralyzed by our fear. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then that. he goes on to say, I love on 138, where he talks about the priest and religious and laity who devote themselves to proclamation of the gospel with great fidelity, often at the risk of their own lives and certainly at the cost of comfort. Mm-hmm. Their testimony reminds us that more than bureaucracies and functionaries, the church needs passionate missionaries enthusiastic about sharing true life the saints surprise us they confound us because their lives they urge us to abandon a dull and dreary mediocrity i'm like darn you know like (laughs) mic drop right there but i think those that when you are so encaptured with jesus and who he is and so empowered by the holy spirit allow him to illuminate and animate your life 
you start, you don't count the costs. You, you mean it like bubbles up outside of you because you have to share the good news. You have to share about who your soul loves. You have to share like, oh my gosh, this is Jesus. Like, I mean, he is the lover of my soul. This is God the Father. This is the person that created me from, you know, and everything it, he had me in mind to create me. And this is the Holy Spirit that walks with me and animates and illuminates me. Like, this is good news, people. Like, we have to be celebrating this and um, proclaiming this and living this with our lives. And I love it. I don't know if it was this weekend or I was listening to a podcast when I was traveling, but uh, someone said, is the life you're living worth emulating to other people because you are inspired by the gospel? And I'm like, darn, it depends on the day, babe. You know, um, and so today I would probably say no. Um, they, they'd probably be singing, you're a mean, mean mom instead of a good, good father. But anyway, um, other days, good like, one, okay, you know, it's just like, okay, am I being animated by the Holy Spirit? And really, mm-hmm. do we want a gospel that does not live with passion and boldness? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think back to the Acts of the Apostles. Like, that is the kind of disciple I pray to be like our hope to be and want to be. And I love later on in that 139, um, he says, let us ask for, let us ask for the apostolic courage to share the gospel with others and to stop trying to make our Christian life a museum of memories. (laughs) That was so good. Mm -hmm. And he says, and at the very end, he says, let's be constantly welcome by the Lord's surprises. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think, and it's just such, I mean, I am preaching to myself here. Do I allow my walk with the Lord to be an adventure? Do I allow him to surprise me with his goodness and Mm -hmm. surprise me with his faithfulness and surprise me with his love? Mm -hmm. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Mm -hmm. But I hope more yes. I hope to grow in more yes and um, to really, yeah, celebrate this gospel and celebrate this life. But it comes back to relationship, really, you know, that that our our faith is not just something stale. Our faith is not just something that we do or actions that we perform, that it is a living, it's supposed to be a living, vibrant relationship with a person. You know, God Mm. is a person, like he's, Jesus is a person, God the Father is a person, the Holy Spirit's a person that we can have a real relationship with. And, you know, Pope Francis is talking about prayer and just basking in the gaze of God. Oh, and, I love that. Can you read that fire. quote? Yeah. It's I, in, I was just um, going to read that. Can you read that? It's in 151. Uh. And he says, so let me ask you, are there moments when you place yourself quietly in the Lord's presence, when you calmly spend time with him, when you bask in his gaze, do you let his fire inflame your heart? Mm. Unless you let him warm you more and more with his love and tenderness, you will not catch fire. Mm, I love and, that quote. And how will you be able to to set the hearts of others on fire by your words and witness? It's true. It's like if you aren't having the true, real encounter with the person of Christ, how? what are you passing on to people? Are you passing on rules? <laughs> Just a nice way to live? Yeah. You know, we're supposed to be passing on this witness of like this dynamic encounter with love, like love himself. And that is the question, you know, for all of us, for me, like day to day, am I really witnessing to that? Like, is that what I'm letting my day and my actions flow out of is this love relationship and encounter with God on a day to day basis? You know, sometimes I'm just getting crap done. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the reality. Mm-hmm. I'm not like mm-hmm. intentionally focused on that. And, and that I think is the call of holiness is in the moment by moment to stay connected to him and like Pope Francis says so beautifully, bask in his loving gaze. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to. Yeah. And I mean, 
he talks in that previous section about community as well, about how community we're called to grow in community and walk in community and be and be fashioned and tried and, and take that in, you know, into our prayer and to spend time with him and, and let that flow out of it, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. stay isolated on either regard. And uh yeah, that continual experience. He said, unless we listen to his heart, right? Unless we listen to the master all our words will be nothing but useless chatter. And mm. I have to say, I, I know several weeks ago, my one thing was a, a book by C.S. Lewis I was listening to on YouTube called Till We Have Faces. And it's it is an eight hour long book on YouTube. And it I just finished it two nights ago. I mean, it just took, you know, just like little, that at the end of that book is so good about the human heart and about that very thing of like, until we face God honestly within our hearts and utter the depths of our hearts to him, then why, why, you know, why are we just spending the rest of our time in this useless babble, right? Instead, mm. instead of getting to the real heart of the matter, and just I was so convicted on so many levels about that of, of going to him and speaking the truth and listening to his heart and then giving from that place, right? Versus just what mm. I think people should hear or what my personal advice is, but That's that beautiful. the heart of his, and man, it just I listened to it three times. I backed it up three times and listened to the end of the book three times because I'm like, oh, that's so good, you know. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it in a talk, but it just. Yeah, amen, man. What, if I'm not listening to him, what am I giving to other people, honestly? That's great. That's so good. Yeah, it brings us back to the point that this is real. This mm-hmm. is real. This is not just an idea. You know, this isn't just like some idea that somebody came up with of how to live your life. This is real. And he gets into that in chapter five, like spiritual combat, that, that oh, life is so a battle. Cool. The Christian life is a battle. And sometimes Love is we a battlefield. Just... Sorry, can you say that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> can you say it? You need to say it. Can you say it? Say it? <laughs> Love is a battlefield. Sorry, um, sorry to just to re- total aside. Dance routines yeah. shortly. Seriously, sister <laughs> on her her Saturday <laughs> night talk at Steubenville, she sang the Cheers uh, song where everybody knows your name. Like she loved <laughs> the whole crowd in it, and so and she sang it too. It was pretty impressive. You know, what? do you want? Do, well, do awesome. you want to give us that a little? May, uh, that may or may not have happened. We're not really sure if that did actually happen. Yeah, so she totally um, sung the Cheers theme a song, and so in her talk, it was. Pretty classic. I, I wish my phone was near me so I could have recorded that part. But anyway, um, <laughs> go ahead. Awesome. I digress. Sorry. Carry so, on, Heather. Sorry yeah, carry on, people. Anyway. Back to spiritual yeah. battle. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it. Really quick, Bo, before we go to spiritual battle, when he was talking about community, I love the definition that uh, he says each community is called to create a God-enlightened space in which to experience the hidden presence of the risen Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I loved in 144, where he's talking about he, that Jesus asks his disciples to pay attention to the little details of life, you oh. know, where he's in the, de- it, for me, 144 is just a person that hates details, but has to do the lo- a lot of them. Like it was such a just comfort to me to remind me that he's in the details. And that he is in everything and he knows everything and he knows the little details of our lives and he's in charge of it and he provides. And when God, something that God really taught me in the last two weeks is when he provides, like especially the first miracle of turning the water into wine at the wedding of Cana, not only just when he provides, but he provides the best. Like when he provides, Mm -hmm. he provides the best, like he gave the best wine. So when I allow him to provide for me, he wants to give me the best when I try to do it on my own. Not so much. So, so, true. so true. yeah, mm. just this thing. Good. Now let's so go good. to combat girls, spiritual combat, vigilance and discernment. So. I like number, I like number 168. That really, I highlighted the heck out of that one. And especially the last part of the paragraph. And he says, 
Yes, he says we are free with the freedom of Christ. Still, he asks us to God exa- asks us to examine what is within us, our desires, anxieties, fears, and questions, and what takes place all around us, the signs of the times, and thus to recognize the path that leads to complete freedom, to test everything and hold fast to what is good. So good. I mean, such classic, you know, you can tell he's a Jesuit, such classic rules for discernment of like, what's my interior disposition? What are the, what are my intentions? What's compelling me to make this decision? And just to be very, you know, intent on looking within and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, what's happening here? Uh, Mm. That's been so on my heart lately, very, very much every single day, because, you know, many times the path to large, you know, destruction starts, it always starts with the small things, right? So Mm -hmm. being just continually, just attentive to the reality of my heart and the inspirations that are there within and, you know, holding fast to what is good and repenting when I need to and turning away from what isn't, what will not lead to complete freedom. I think, man, that's a, that's a certainly a a grace we need, the grace of discernment, that gift. Mm Mm-hmm. This is such a huge area where people have so many questions and they, they are so longing to know God's will in their life. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, how do you discern? And Pope Francis is talking about this between like, what is God's will, where the enemy is at play, and what is just like life and the world's mm-hmm. voice, you know, speaking? <clears throat> how do we figure that out? And he talks about a number of things. I think for people who are who are in the middle of discerning something or really desiring to know God's will, there is so much in this chapter that, mm-hmm. that you can sit and pray with. You know, he's talking about prolonged silence, that we can understand God's God's language there, that that's really the only way to listen to his voice and understand his language. And that discernment is exercised in small things, you know, where you're learning to listen to the Holy Spirit in the small things, mm-hmm. so that when the big things come, you know his voice. Um, yeah, this is Amen. a really awesome chapter. So rich. What were some of your thoughts, Michelle? I think my thoughts were just, okay, we're at war. What is that part in Lord of the Rings when he said, you know, war is already, up, we, you know, war is already upon you, whether you recognize it at all yeah. or not, and that we have to be vigilant and we have to be awake. And that takes intentionality. Like it really does. Intentionality to our spiritual life, intentionality to our hearts, to know what's going on, intentionality to our thought process. And, I was just, when I was reading scripture in the last week, you know, like Satan does have power, like the Lord has allowed him some power, but he doesn't have authority. You know, in scripture, it says like, I have given you all authority, you know, but I don't exercise my authority. I don't really Mm -hmm. realize when I do have authority and when I don't, you know, like that I can take authority in some certain situations and I don't get like blown away like the wind, you know, I go here or there, don't let things like I can be rooted in who I am and who God is more importantly. And um, that last part on 176, I love the part that Pope Francis talks about Mary and he says, Mary is a saint among the saints, blessed above all others. She teaches us the way of holiness and she walks ever at our side she does not let us remain fallen, and at times she takes us into her arms without judging us. Our converse with her consoles, free and sanctifies us. Mary, our mother, does not need a flood of words. She does not need us to tell her what, hap- what is happening in our lives. All we need to do is whisper time and time again, Hail Mary. Yes, I agree. I love that. I love how the encyclicals always end with the blessing of Our Lady and just her beauty. Um and I just love that maternal tenderness that he offers uh, to us through her. And so she does not, yeah, she does not let us remain fallen. And at times she takes us into her arms without judging us, right? She brings us 
always to her son. And, um, yeah. I think one the one part that really stuck out to me towards the end of this chapter is 175, where he says, We need, though, to ask the Holy Spirit to liberate us and to expel the fear that makes us ban him from certain quote. parts of our lives. Amen. God mm-hmm. asks everything of us, yet he also gives everything to us. He does not want to enter our lives to cripple or diminish them, but to bring them to fulfillment. <clears throat> Amen. I, I love that because it comes down to, like, when we're discerning, uh, um, we have to trust. We have to trust that God is good, or else we're just going to be scared of what he might ask us to do. And I, I find this with so many people. They are afraid of what God might ask them to do. They're afraid to ask the questions, to open up wide the doors of their hearts because of what God might want them to do. And and I think it comes down to trust. Like It's like Aladdin, you know, do you trust me? And I could just picture God like extending his hand to us and saying, do you, tr- do you trust me? Will you really open wide the door of your heart and let me take away the fear so that you can follow my will, which is going to bring you the greatest fulfillment, you know, beyond anything that we can muster up ourselves, um, that, that he is going to bring us the greatest joy. I just, I just love that part. So mm-hmm. for me, I was thinking with all the areas of discernment that I have in my life and places that we're going, things we're visioning about, um, I have to get back to the basic of just saying from the very start, God, I trust you. Amen. I trust that your plan is good for me. I trust that you have, you know, good things in mind for me. And that when hardships come, that you are going to be with me and you're going to transform those hardships into something beautiful in my life. Hmm. Amen. Yeah, and I think that's really the takeaway from this whole apostolic exhortation was just a a deep inspiration. I think certainly challenging. I think we were all convicted at different levels uh, as he journeyed through with us. But I I think the overall reality of just being inspired, inspired by the gospel and inspired to to live that joy and to live in humility and to live in kindness and offering and love. Man, I don't think the world needs anything more than that. You know, that encounter with Christ who is love himself. Mm. Amen. Mm. Well, ladies, um, now is the time for our one thing, or two or three things, Michelle. We always let you do that. But um, what would be your one thing for the week, one of you? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first if you want. Yeah, go, go first, sister. I'm reading more Henry Nowen. I love Henry Nowen, so I'm preparing for some talks on the prodigal son. So I am reading again The Return of the Prodigal Son. And even the introduction and the prologue is just highlighted up, and it's rocking my world. I just... I love his honesty. His his he's one of the few people that I can read, and his authenticity and honesty just absolutely disarms and unnerves me. And I read it so often, I'm like I can't believe you just like you're that honest, and it just inspires me. So I love that painting by Rembrandt. I really fell into love with it more deeply after reading this book many years ago. But uh, such a glorious painting and such a glorious story. There's so many nuances to that story: the prodigal son of the older son and the father and the son who who left and stayed home. You know, and so yeah, Return of the Prodigal Son. Henry Nowen, y'all. Awesome. That's my one thing for the Mm. week. So good. So good. Well, I have a few things to say in this segment. First of all, I just want to say thank you to our listeners because Mm -hmm. we have just crossed the 250,000 downloads of our podcast threshold. Thanks, y'all. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Thanks for the reviews that you've been giving that help to make the podcast more widely known. That was just really unfathomable to us (laughs) that this many people are listening and journeying with us and we're so glad and we hope that it's continuing to bless you um my one thing 
I have two because I just came across one last night that that was also really good. So my first one is the podcast The Gathering Place by Blessed Is She by Beth and Jenna. And I was so proud of them because this last week they released an episode where they interviewed Bishop Robert Barrett. I was like, what? They just started this podcast not that long ago. And they were like, go big or go home. So anyway, it was a great interview. If you want to check out that episode, um, I'll post it on our website. It was just a really good conversation with him and, and they did a great job. And then the second thing is I was just watching some worship videos last night and I came across this one by a young, a young guy, 16 years old, Peyton Allen is his name, singing Build My Life with Bethel Worship. And it was Oh, I saw that. Yeah. It was so beautiful just seeing this young guy just worshiping his little heart out. I just was so moved by that. And my kids just loved watching him as well. So I'm going to post that as well because it's it's very, very touching. Very good. Yeah. Michelle, what's your one thing? Michelle? My one thing is, okay, I have to tell you, I'm excited that the Warriors won the NBA championship, (laughs) but, you know, a lot of people are hating on them, but, you know, I'm a big Steph Curry fan, so I have to be excited about that. And my um, other one thing is... Um, I really don't have another one. I usually I'm at a loss. Usually I have a bajillion, but that is how fried my brain is. People like it is pretty much done. It needs to unplug and reset for a little while. So, um, I haven't been able to read the last couple of days, which is partly, um, to my well being is not good, but I'm sure I will have lots of one things next week. And so Heather and sister, all- you're my one thing. And so oh. just like with you. Yeah. Just because we were making fun of her earlier. Um. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Well, yeah, so next week we're going to have a season wrap-up, and that will be uh, our last official episode for the summer. So look forward to that. And thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, all of our listeners. 250,000 downloads is awesome. So we're so grateful for you. And once again, if you enjoyed this episode, would you please share it with a friend? You can give us a review on on iTunes. You don't even have to write any words if you want to just click the number of stars, and it just helps generate our podcast and get it out there. You can go to abidingtogetherpodcast.com and click on any of the icons and find the episode and also the um, discussion questions or anything else you might be looking for um, as well. So we hope you enjoyed our journey with uh, Pope Francis and the Apostolic Exhortation. It's been wonderful to have so many of you with us on the journey. And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week, y'all. Sister totally looks like the flying nun right now on top of her habit. I'm listening. I'm very attentive with my book on my head and Mich- and Heather's copying me and I'm but I'm listening. I'm the good kid here, okay? Yes. Plus sister was looking at me like a pirate and that got me. <laughs>